We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience Week 1 Sunday Live. We'll be updating all the rankings, going through DraftKings pricing, going game by game. If we get to like one quarter of that, then I'm going to be frankly pretty stunned. Grab yourself a coffee. We're at 9.30 for the next 90 minutes or so, and we'll be taking your viewer questions starting at 10.30. So load up the live chat if you want to get into a draw for 20 DK dollars. What you do is smash the like button for the episode, leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section, not the live chat, the comment section. Tell me who the single one guy on DraftKings you need to play this week is, all right? And then you're in a draw. If you're listening to the audio version of this, which is going to be released at like 10.30 a.m. Eastern time, you want to go to the gym, crush it, listen to some early morning news. It's probably not what you're doing, but you know, if that is something you're interested in, or just put it on after the fact, walk around the house with the kids, I don't know, make some breakfast, like I said, grab a coffee or two. Uh, you can do that, and if you leave a five-star review and your DraftKings handle and something nice about the show, you will be in the draw for 20 DK dollars as well. And I will be announcing the winners on tomorrow's live show, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time, as we recap the week and go over the waiver wire. Gary and Thorne is in the studio. Hello. Got some injuries. You want to know about some injuries? I would love to. So here are guys that are likely in for the day. We got Odell. Looks like he's going to play. Stefan Diggs, probably going to play. Robbie Endicust with his calf injury, probably going to play. Mike Evans in the flu. Probably going to play. Nick Bosa, likely to start for the 49ers against Tampa. Guys that are likely out, uh, Adrian Peterson, because he's too old. They took his job. He's too his, old. He can't take his stuff. So we'll talk about guys here coming up in a second. And uh, Mike Badgley. Poor, poor Jeff. It's a cuss kicker. So if you play... But you know who the five greatest kickers of all time are? Who? Ty Long, Ty Long, Ty Long, Ty Long, Ty Long. You've been waiting on that one. I really have. That's that's a pretty good one. Uh, Jordan Reed, David Moore, Cam Robinson, Marcus Gilbert, and Cordy Glenn are all out, officially out, as are like A.J. Green and Trent Taylor and those guys that we already knew about. Uh, And Byron Jones against the Giants is not going to start. He's going to play limited snaps. So Sterling Shepard, question mark? I guess. Maybe. Case of the maybes with Sterling Shepard? You probably just don't want... I, I will say someone's going to be viable, and he's got the best case. I'd uh, say Ingram has the best case. That's, that's well, Barkley has the best case. In the receiving core. Although yes. Barkley might catch 15 passes. I certainly hope so, as so. I took him number one overall in our draft. Now I feel like an idiot for not taking Zeke. And now like the news on Zeke is that he's just going to play full-time, and he should probably be like the number one running back. So if you have Zeke, start him. Don't be worried about it. Yeah. And then the games will start, and it will be like terrible. I mean, look, if, if you've got Zeke, you're starting, you're starting him. All right, so we need to introduce the third member of the show. The coin has the week off. So he now deserves it. He really does deserve yeah, well, it. Well, we'll see. The coin's already 1-0 for the year, like myself. So the last member of the injury report, currently dealing with a case of the SADs, it is Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. You sad? It's not my name. No, I'm not sad. I'm actually in a good mood. It's football day. It is football day, so I guess the first thing we do need to talk about, I recorded two shows this week that went out of date within, like, 30 minutes of posting them. Then people are like, why don't you just change the video? I'm like, it's a fucking video, you idiots. You can't just change it. Why didn't you change the video? Yeah, see, the Tims of the world really factor into that. So Antonio <laughs> Brown, cut. Yep. 
Not, not cussed. Not cussed. No, cut. he was cut by the Raiders. Tim got all fired up that he was going to go to the Jets, but instead he signs with the Patriots <laughs> like everyone predicted he would. And now, Cust, tell us your prediction for Antonio Brown. I think he's going to make less of an impact than people believe. I mean, he may have three or four good games, but I think anyone who thinks he's going to be a top 15 receiver uh, is a fool. So if you can get a relative value for him, as I managed to do, uh, you uh, you should do that. Sell now while people are all intoxicated on Antonio Brown as Randy Moss. Uh, neither of those things are true. I mean, he after this curse that you've put on him, he might be reverse cursed to being better than Randy Moss. No, he is. I mean, the idea <laughs> no. that Randy Moss was no. significantly taller and a better player <laughs> that like that the idea that Brown is somehow going to be it's, it's crazy. He's not playing this week. He'll probably play very limited snaps next week. It won't be until about week three or so that he's really got his sea legs under him. And then, like, the Patriots' offense is uh, very communistic, right? They distribute amongst many different people. So the idea that he's going to be a top 15 player, uh, you, if you want to make that case, you have all your work ahead of you. You've chosen the hard side of the argument. Can I, can uh, so I say I feel that pretty good about- if you're using Randy Moss <laughs> as a barometer of if a receiver is good or bad, um, that is a high measuring stick. But uh, is he going to return second round value? I, I don't think he is going to. Let me put it that way. I mean, there's there's a couple different ways to look at this. Uh, I think that you're right in the sense the Patriots offense has a lot of weapons, but as they are every single season, they will be a top five team in terms of points per game. They'll run a lot. They'll run the ball a lot, and that's fine. Um, but we also just can't pencil in Josh Gordon for 16 games at full health, 100% commitment. There's but Antonio a, Brown, we can pencil in for 15 games? No, but I'm just so. saying, if we're, if we're going to knock Brown because of Gordon's presence and how that could impact him in terms of volume, we also have to take into consideration that Gordon could just not be there at a particular point of the week. Okay, but it wasn't just Gordon in my mind. It's Gordon, yes, but it's Edelman, it's White, it's Burkhead. Did you it's, say you know, any White? number of people. On it. <laughs> yeah, like there's all kinds of different people there. I just, I don't know. Like if you think he's going to be a top receiver i guess go out and trade for him because those of us who had him i would be happy to sell for 100 cents on the dollar uh and that that would be good i would i would make the estimation that his value is now higher than it's been at any point in the last two months and i agree with tim that's probably a mistake like if he was just starting for the raiders i think that he would have more value than he currently does at the moment yeah in terms of actual fantasy production but like yeah so in our league yeah i traded him for stefan dick who's already hurt by the way you traded for a guy who's like playing it did, no, I understand Diggs is playing, but I was talking to Dr. Jesse Moore, so I have on the Friday show. Oh, his numbers. Real doctor. Oh. Real doctor. But hey. Hey. Yeah, hey. You're, you're also a real... You're not that kind of doctor, though. Correct. And if people are wondering why Tim sounds real funky, he got he got hurricane-dorianed, and he has no power. It's true. It's true. I am on the phone. because That's the dedication as the tribune of the people I have for the people, that uh, despite my technological inconveniences, I'm here... Uh, I'm here for you. So can you lead us through your morning? How do you prepare to do the show? What's your morning look like when you have no power? I woke up, turned on the barbecue. I put a pot of water on the, uh, on the barbecue and boiled it. Then I went, took that hot water, took it to the coffee machine, and did like a pour over to get the water to drip through to make a cup of coffee. Then usually I, and I bought, you know, people like around here anyway, like to buy chips. Uh, during a storm, I bought some Pop-Tarts. So I had a couple of sleeves of Pop-Tarts. I had my coffee. And then I got on my phone. Uh, I found one of those. Ch- I realized that I could plug my phone into my computer, even though the computer doesn't have power to it because I had charged it. I, so I, li- I charged up I li- my phone. I like that you just realized yeah. this. That, that's it's not that I, I always knew it, but I had forgotten until today. I was like, oh, yeah, right, I could do that. It just didn't occur to me, right? And so I plugged in my phone and started doing some research for the show, making some notes. And... Uh, did some cleanup around the yard. There was just some branches. Got some good uh, physical labor in because that's as a man of the people. That's I, I don't shun physical labor like those elites, uh, you know, swanning around at TIFF, drinking their white claw, pretending like they're better than everybody else. That's not me. Does I'm Canada a man of the people. White claw? No, white claw is not okay, available in Canada. Thought, so Tim yeah. has no idea what he's talking about. All right, so no, I, w- I will say though, okay. just the picture he just painted, waking up at the crack of dawn, a big hearty breakfast. Going around the yard and doing work. I think this is really an organic opportunity. And maybe even a sign from the Almighty himself that Tim should 
should follow his heart and become a farmer. Become a farmer, and the lack of electricity seems right up Tim's alley. So let's get into digs for I a mean, second. Hold on, yeah. shut up, shut up. We're getting into digs. Uh, so you traded okay. for him, so he's going to obviously suck this season. But this week in particular, we've seen this, Gary, and yeah. every time that he pops up on an injury report, he's dealing with this hamstring injury, and yes, it does look like he's going to play, that he just isn't good. So I originally had him as, like, I wanted to play a Cousins, Thielen, Diggs stack, but I adjusted my, like, overall rankings, bumped Thielen up a little bit, and bumped Diggs way back. He's in, like, the bottom end of the 20s right now. And I think if you are playing that stack, you probably just do it Cousins and Thielen. Yeah. And then bring it back with Julio or Ridley. Yeah, I, I wouldn't touch Diggs this week. Um, so I, you know, I, each, that's fine, yeah. I would certainly do a, a Falcon stack in that game, not a Viking stack. Well, you could game stack, just period. Yeah, but just continue um, talking about Diggs. But I think that... While every injury is its own, you know, separate entity, you're, you're right. We've seen this just too many times. Um, I, I think the stat is he has yet to go over 40 yards in a game where he's been on the injury report for the entirety of the week. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, not great. So I think you're right in the sense where if you're in a season-long format, uh, you're probably – your hand is probably forced to play Stephon Diggs unless well, you're in, like, a two-wide receiver league. Well, maybe. Let me ask you this, then. Would you go Diggs or Elshon Jeffrey? Jeffrey. I play Jeffrey. Would you go Diggs or Cooper? Cup? I would play Diggs. We're not even asking you. We you just traded for him. We know okay. you're pl- we we know you're playing him, right? He's your number one receiver this week. I am playing him. And I'm feeling well, not my number one receiver overall, but I'm feeling really good about him this week. I think he's gonna score major and I think he's gonna have a good game. Right? I mean that's on that's on the table. Just the history would say that that's not gonna be the case. Are you worried about Mike Evans in this flu at all? Because I'm not. No. No. Are you worried about Beckham at all? Not I'm at not. all. Nope. Well, I'm worried that Beckham's going to get overthrown a ton and start screaming at his quarterback on the sidelines, but I'm not worried about his health. It's good. I was worried that without access to the internet, you might resort to, you know, wild takes that aren't based in fact. But it's, it's nice to see that you've really stayed grounded, Tim. So, Gary, with you, yeah. let's, go, let's go through this here. Would you go Robert Woods or Diggs? Woods. Woods for me, too. All my uh, rankings are in the comment section of this video. You just get, click them. You can go see the list that I'm talking about right now. T.Y. Hilton or Stefan Diggs? I'm Hilton. playing T.Y. So here are the guys that I have after him. I have Cup after him, Ridley after him, DJ Moore after him, Josh Gordon after him, Sterling Shepard, Will Fuller. Like, that's the range that I have digs. Yeah, like I said, he's probably, I would say, just guessing, you have him at, like, what, wide receiver 26, 27? Yeah. Yeah, so if, if you're in a three-wide receiver format, you're going to start him. Two-wide receiver, he's still flex consideration, but you probably got someone better. Yeah, well, you might have, like, Didi or Tyler Boyd or something like that. Yeah, and, you just and play look, Didi's in a great spot. I fear Didi in DFS this week. He's, he might be uh, the highest-owned guy in the draft. He play. and... <laughs> he and Jameis are, are going to have quite the ownership this week. But, uh, you playing Jameis? Not in DFS. No. I, I, I'm trying to, I'm working out because I'm playing a lot of these five max entries this year, so I'm just only going to make five lineups. Yep. So I have three Mahomes teams. I do like Mahomes this week. Of course. Well, I mean, it's a hot take alert. Well, look, I, I just feel I like this, this is going to be one of those weeks where his value is at its, or his ownership is at its lowest, which is always nice with Patrick Mahomes. I'm well, playing him in fantasy, and I'm terrified. You also picked the Jags to win. Hey, you could redshirt him again this year, Tim. Yeah, that is true. So I just, Tim talked I just about the a Jags dolphin probably stack. Win the game. <laughs> Tim talked about I a actually, dolphin stack actually, on the show. Know, Did you do it? I, uh. I, I still stand by dolphin stack. There's so much money available when you go Fitzpatrick, Wilson, Gasecki, or pick another, or Fitzpatrick, Parker, Gasecki. There is so much money out there for you to put in like Christian McCaffrey and Tyree Kill. Like there is value to be had there. And, and if possible, try to flex a high ten tier running back, which you want to do. Like there's there's so, so wait, much you're, value. You're there afraid of Patrick back. Mahomes, but you're all in on using a dolphin stack <laughs> to clear up the cap space to get Tyreek Hill into a lineup. Well, no, that's an example <laughs> of somebody you might want to play. You can play any number of top tier running backs or receivers when you do it okay, that way. Just, Again, it's about being sure. plus EV. Well, no, well, let's, so let's talk about your plus EV for a second. So you're talking about this dolphin stack. I know you built one lineup for DraftKings. Did you play the dolphin stack? No. Yes. Oh, he did. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. here we go. I actually yeah. don't hate Albert Wilson. Neither do I, but here's here's the big picture problem with the Dolphins, and we don't have to get too far into this because they're awful and everyone knows that. I think awful. they cover the spread. Fine, but this specific matchup, and, and this actually speaks to your point about maybe them covering the spread, is the Ravens, if we go by last season's offensive philosophies, and there's no reason to think that they differ too greatly from that particular blueprint on offense, They were number one in the league in plays run per drive. They were number one in the AFC in time of possession per drive. The Dolphins last season were already among the worst teams in the league in plays per game and time of possession per game. You're going to end up in a situation where the Dolphins run 40 plays in this game. You cannot stack the Dolphins. 
Fitzpatrick could throw three touchdowns, but no one's going to have any volume on DK. No, but the Albert Wilson's, Jakeem Grants of the world, like those type of guys, it only takes one juke and they're gone. Fair. So there's, they're the guys that you would want to have. Fitzpatrick might have roughly a second and a half to two seconds every time he drops back. So Albert Wilson's route tree is going to be very, very aligned with what he wants to do. But uh, yeah, if the Dolphins run more than 50 plays this week, I will be shocked. Actually, I did two Mahomes lineups, two Josh Allen lineups, and a Kirk Cousins lineup. That's my, my QB exposure this week. You just wait for a... And we'll, we, the one we didn't really talk about, and Tim, maybe you can lend some insight to this. Robbie Anderson's dealing with this calf injury. So he's not going to be 100%. It has the potential for, like, re-aggravation. Yeah. And he's Robbie Andercus to begin with. And he draws Tredavious White on the other side of the ball. Like, I actually moved Jamison Crowder ahead of him in my rankings. Like, I'm kind of down on Robbie here this week, Tim. I agree with everything you just said. Every but, word of it. I agree. I have to play Anderson in my keeper league, but I'm not happy about it. I wish I had Crowder. I have to play him and Diggs in the same league. Oh, and Mahomes. And Mahomes. What a, what a guy. Yeah, all, all terrible. However, I got a nice. I did get a nice start from Cohen on Thursday, so I feel okay. Yeah, but with Anderson, uh, you've got White, who, as you mentioned, last season allowed, I think it was .93 points per route covered, which was among the best marks of any corner. Oh, it's a real league. concern. I'm, I'm terrified. My stomach is already doing knots thinking about the game. And I think Buffalo allowed the fewest opponent yards to receiving cores. It was like 117 yards per game. I believe the Jets allowed the most. So, I mean, John Brown. So are you saying the bees? I'm playing the bees. The bees! Listen, on DK this week, he's below $4,000. Like, if you do, like, Tim talks about, like, if you do the Dolphin stack, it opens up so so much money. You take, like, game stack the Bills Jets? It's probably not a great idea because the over-under is 41. But Josh Allen, Cole Beasley, John Brown, Jamison Crowder, yeah. then you can legit have studs at every other don't, position. Don't you feel like, and we talked a lot about this last year, don't you feel like Josh Allen's still kind of more valuable as his own stack? Potentially, yes. That Just by playing him as himself, if he hits his absolute upside, then sure. Then he's rushing for three touchdowns yeah. and 100 yards. But he's still going to bomb it. And yeah. he's going to throw the ball at least... I don't want to say at least 20 times because I don't know about that. But if he does, those are the two guys he's throwing to. That's it. My, my favorite trend through half a week in the NFL is teams coming out and saying, if we make this guy have to be a quarterback, he probably won't be effective this week. Uh, Josh Allen is definitely one of those guys. It's true. So that game is actually down, Tim. It, it opened at three. We talked about it at three. It's now two and a half for the Jets at home. People are steaming the Bills. I like the Bills in this game. They made my Super 7. Yeah, they didn't make mine, but uh, I'm, I'm taking the Jets. But I see it. I'm terrified of this Bills team. This Bills team could very well be the best team in the division, and that scares me. Uh, circle back to the Dolphins for a second. If there's a team that's going, because people are taking Baltimore, Seattle, Dallas, and Philly as yep. there's like eliminator picks. Yep. I don't know if I would and take... the Chargers. And yeah, Tim is taking the Chargers. This Baltimore week. goes against one of the cardinal principles of Week One, which is their thank you the road. Um, although I will say. Among the teams that have absolutely no home field advantage, you've got the Chargers and, and the, Dolphins. the Dolphins. Um, I, I don't think that the Dolphins are going to win this game, but as we just talked about, I think it's, it's sort of, you know, the anti-basketball principle of there's going to be s- such limited possessions and limited plays called in this game that when you shorten, when you shorten the time of possession, when you shorten the clock, weird stuff can happen. So there's more risk in that game than any of the other games. Although Seattle, too, is also scary. It just feels like Seattle plays with their food. I I took Seattle uh, as my eliminator pick. And it it doesn't worry me, but it worries me that everyone's taking basically Seattle. They're going to be the most popular pick. Would you feel comfortable betting Seattle? I I think they closed at minus eight and a half. Like, that's not something that intrigues me. They're nine nine and a half. They're nine and a half. Yeah. No. They made my Super 7. I like them this week. Yeah. I mean, I think they have a better chance of blowing out Cincinnati than, like, Dallas does the Giants. I would agree with that. Like to cover the massive yeah. spread. And or, I the Eagles, or the Eagles, the Redskins, for that matter. I, I, I have agree. less worry about that one. I, I mean, in terms of spread. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, like, it feels like a backdoor yeah, cover. Yeah, in terms of spread. Because the Skins have such a good defense that they could stymie Philly for a while. I don't know if they have such a good defense, but it's good enough. It's a pretty decent defense. Over, over under plays into the game when Philly has the ball that they throw deep to Deshaun. In a revenge game. Three. If you're going to, that is 15. the, that might actually be the sneakiest stack of the week. Eagles? Eagles stack. Because I can't figure out what to do at running back with them. Like, if I had to play one, it'd be Miles Sanders. But yeah. Meany made the good point is, they're already trying to get rid of Jordan Howard. 
Yep. They were trying to get Melvin Gordon for him, so mm-hmm. they might just say, you know what, we'll save Sanders for later in the year, and we'll just pound Jordan Howard. He might have, like, three touchdowns. I, I honestly think if you ask Doug Peterson, he doesn't even know the difference between any of his running backs. They're just, like, these homogenous blurs, and they just have the one, two, three, four, five on them. He just sends them out there. So they're essentially like henchmen for Batman bad guys in the 60s. Yeah. Just all about... All they're about, very interchangeable. Yeah. Just needed fresh legs. Okay, Doug on, Peterson loves fresh legs. On the other side with AP not playing and Darius Geis, I bumped him up a bit, but I don't know how effective he can be in this game. He has to score. Yeah. And, or maybe he's going to be used in the passing game like we don't think he's going That's to. That's the but thing. I still think if Chris Thompson's still on this team, which he is, it's and he's $3,500 on DraftKings yeah. as well, that it just seems like a perfect game script for him, doesn't it? No, I would agree. I would 100% agree. So as it pertains to Geis, like I did bump him up in the rankings, but like would you play PPR, and we talk about PPR on the show, would you go Duke Johnson or Darius Geis? I'd probably still play Duke. Yeah, I'd play Duke. Tim? No, at that point I would play Geis. I would play Geis at that point. All right, Marlon Mack or Geis? Mac. 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 Tevin Coleman or guys? Tevin. Tevin. I'd play Tevin too. Would you play Tevin? Would, would you play Coleman or Breida? I would play Coleman. I would play Coleman as well. I, I, would play, I would play Coleman. I do think that is going to be a 60 40 split, though. Like, I, I, I don't think Coleman's going to be. But I don't know which way the 60 40 works. I think that could sure. go game I, to game. I think, it, I think Coleman will get the first crack at 60. Um, but I'm with There's you. There's going to be so many points scored in that game. Maybe. Like, that's a game where 60 points are going to get scored at least. Uh, I think it's like a 32, 31 type of game. Them? No, he's talking about Tampa, oh, okay. Tampa 49ers now. Tampa, San Francisco. I think there's just going to be a ton. Like, I think that's a 60-point-plus game. Like, I, just you want any piece of that offense. On I'm, side. I'm sort of intrigued by taking the under in that contest just based off the fact that... Everyone's on the over? Everyone's on the over. But also, if you look at, in terms of adjusted man games lost, these were the two most injured defensive units in football last season. And the you, big, you just have to think through sheer health normalization that each, you, each defense is a little bit better. Well, Tampa might be marginally better, which is not saying much. Like the defense, especially the pass defense, and the pass rush for the Niners should be a lot oh, better. Yeah. And if, like that offense at Tampa Bay looks really good on paper, but Tim constantly brings up how, like, how bad the Browns' offensive line is. That's going to like, absolutely submarine their offense. Tampa, you can say exactly the same thing for. Yeah. That they can't block. So yeah. that might be problematic. I think the Niners D at twenty two hundred bucks. If like you're scumming down, oh sure, and you need to save money, like playing against Jameis, a he Again, can he can score. He can throw four. It touchdowns doesn't matter if they score twenty eight points. That's exactly. Fine. Yeah. So I think they get enough pressure on him to knock him down and force him into some bad decisions. Would you go Geis or Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry. I go Geis. Geis. Would you go Devin Singletary or Geis? Geis. Geis. Singletary. I don't think that I don't think you want any Bills running backs. Yeah. And I don't think you're going to be able to predict who, who it's going to be. Look, we... I think he's, and I, I think he's going to carry the load for Buffalo, to be frank. We'll see. But I think he's, it's going to be like a 70-30 split. And he's going to maybe, be the guy. It, it might be. But, I mean, Frank Gore is just there for stabilization. He'll get in the game. Yeldon will get in the game. If I had to ask you, you had to bet one person to lead the Bills in rushing today, wouldn't the answer be Josh Allen? 100%. Yeah, I agree. And, and the thing, too, is... I mean, this is a situation where I get clarity now that it's not my backfield because I spent all last year going, Frank Gore's done. There's no way. There's no way Kenyon Drake won't get a majority of his touches in the op- This is just what Frank Gore does. Coaches like Frank Gore. You know that Gore. Gore has like 15 straight seasons of 500 rushing yards or more? I believe it's 600 because 500 at the very least is like a round number that makes sense. It's, it's always, oh, that was the 15th straight year. Frank Gore's rushed for 600 yards. Congratulations, Frank Gore. Hey, you play 16 games every year, Frank. Welcome to the Hall of Fame. Well, he's going to, he's, I think this season he's going to move into second place all time in rushing yards, isn't he? Good for him. Listen, he's Which had, is crazy. The guy keeps getting them checks. He doesn't really do much, but he does just enough to stay around. He might, like, the moment he retires, he's someone's running backs coach, right? Oh, sure. Like, immediately. Like, that's sure. why he's still in the league. That's Again, why he keep, keeps getting or he, should be a, or he should be a conditioning coach because clearly he has figured out how to stay healthy in a position that no one stays healthy after that long. Well, the move is just don't always be starting. Yeah. Only also, get like seven touches a game. Don't move so fast that when you fall down, you fall awkwardly. Just fall. Speaking of those uh, dolphins. We're talking a lot about the dolphins. Well, I just, I, I, they're a big unknown to me. Okay. Like On the other side of the ball, Hollywood Brown's going to start. So Miles Boykin and Hollywood Brown are going to start. Like, I'm just not sold on this Ravens offense. That if this game is close, you know, like, I know the defense is good for Baltimore, but 
how many touches does Drake get in this game? Like, can you play Drake? I think you could play Drake. Um, I think it would take a particular, like, you're not, you're not going to play him in anything smaller than a 12. But as we saw last season, a majority of his best games came when the Dolphins lost uh, because his entire second half was just filled with dump-off receptions. Um, again, though, I just do worry about the volume of the Dolphins' offense. I, I just don't think there's going to be a lot there. And if he's, if he's splitting snaps with Balage, you're you might be looking at 9 to 11 touches for Drake. And if you're playing him, you better hope that six to seven of those are targets. All right, let's jump into some of these spreads, the adjusted spreads. We've already done the pick show. You can still watch that for all the spreads that are the same. But, Tim, Falcons-Minnesota is now three and a half for Minnesota at home. That opened at four. I still like the Vikings in this game. Have you flip-flopped at all now that you're all in on Stefan Diggs? No, I have picked the Falcons in the game. I still like the Falcons in the game. I think the Falcons are going to win a close one because I think they're still the better team. Uh, I don't know what more to say i think it's going to be a hard-fought game i think it's going to come down to the in this situation you're giving me more of a field goal with a team i think it's slightly better who as a road team gets to play a game in a dome i'll take it oh my power came on (laughs) 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 just made just made paul do a sink off you all right paul Oh, man. Do, do, do you still want to do this from the phone, or do you want to log on the normal way that you log on? Well, I would be happy to log on the normal way, but I'm not sure whether that would throw off your sound system and such. What, what do you think, Paul? Should we boot Tim from the call and get him to join the other way so he sounds better? Uh, just tell him to hang up his phone, and I will send him the link right now. There you go. Hang hands. up your phone, and uh, you, he'll send you the link, and you'll be back in. So we'll put Tim on mute. Gary and- uh, Vikings and Falcons. Uh, Delvin Cook looks like he's going to be one of the higher-owned guys. Yeah. Like, drafting strategy overall this week, do you got to pay up for running back? Because it feels like you do. Like, I don't want to p- – you can play Miles Sanders. He's super cheap. But he might be an absolute dud. You can play Geis. He's super cheap. But he might be an absolute dud. Then you can play Jordan Howard. Who knows? You can play Chris Thompson. Who knows? It just does, It seems like Chris Carson is the bottom end of, like – the good running backs you can trust. I would, and he's 5,700. I would throw Eckler in there, too. I trust yeah, Eckler. I don't trust Eckler. I, just, I think the Colts D is good. I also think the Colts D is good, but I just think this is the perfect game script for Eckler. They don't have an offensive line. Much like, you know, we talked about with the Dolphins and how they're going to have to utilize short passes. Uh, we're talking about a Colts team that last season led the AFC in targets allowed to opposing backfields at 8.8 per game. We know that's Eckler's role. If, if, even, if, even if we're unsure about how this split breaks down between him and Justin Jackson, we know that Eckler's going to be the pass-catching running back. Um, and I think it's safe to assume that he was going to get a majority of the touches and snaps anyway. You have, if you're going to play Eckler, I feel like you need to be convinced that he's getting the goal line work. Because all the other guys above him that are marginally close in price are the goal line backs. Like I guess. Chris Carson is the goal line back. He's slightly more expensive. Um, I still just think his, his work in the passing game is is going to be enough for me. I, I would be I would be shocked if he didn't catch five passes in this game. Yeah, but is that enough? I would say with you know, ten to fourteen carries tacked onto that, and maybe a couple come at the goal line. We saw him get goal line work in the preseason. That's not the be all end all, but I, I don't think Justin Jackson is, you know, some guy where, oh, we're gonna have to get Austin Eckler out of the game. I I actually think it's gonna be more of a situation where Whoever happens to be on the field. Not that the Chargers run like the highest tempo offense in the world, that they can't switch out players. Not that Phillip Rivers is running to the line to like, you know, got to get that snap from the three-yard line going for the defense sets. But I, I, yeah, I just think if it happens to be Justin Jackson's series, he's going to get the work. If it happens to be Eckler's series, he's going to get the work. I, I, you can take the risk, and obviously you're going to have to take risks at some point in your lineup. I think I would prefer to pay down at receiver this week. Yeah. Uh, or even tight end. Like, this is the one thing that we didn't talk about. And obviously, Darren Waller is not involved uh, in this main slate for DraftKings. But if we're just I'm thinking back. about. Oh, you're back. Ah. Good to hear from you, pal. We're talking about Waller, hardly newer. Oh, yeah, I don't like him this week. Well, so I, should I move him above Delaney Walker then, since Tim just said that? I rather like Delaney Walker this week. So, yes, is what you're saying. Move I him have above. Walker ranked as my third tight end. Oh, my God. Why? After, uh, after, sorry, uh, uh, Kittle and, 
the fellow in Kansas City, my mind is blanking on. Kleiss? Yeah, Kleiss. Sorry, after those two, I, I think Walker's going to have a ton of targets today. I think he's going to be their main release valve. I think the Titans are going to be step for step with Cleveland in a lot of ways, and I think he's going to have a big day. That's a spread that really scares me, just because... We, uh, we took the Browns, and I think the Browns are going to win by a touchdown, but I can easily see the Titans. I mean, if Mariota is under pressure, he's going to hit uh, Walker a bunch of times. I think Corey Davis is a live option. And if Mariota struggles and they go to Tannehill, then all bets are off, because Tannehill's a darn good quarterback, too. So That was the most John Gruden sentence I think you've ever said. That Tannehill is a darn good quarterback. Is we we still don't even really know with like the Walker should be fine coming off the injury, but he's an old man. He's super old. He's an old man. Uh, and they they signed Tim's like best bud in the world to be the release valve and Hump Daddy. Who is on my DK team? So every like <laughs> it's a real stars and scrubs approach. Uh, this is what I'm talking about, though, as it pertains to the lineups. Like, here are some guys. I listed them in my cheat sheets up on DK Playbook right now. So as sub-4K guys, you can put into your lineups. Here's who I have. And you, we'll kind of go one by sure. one here. I have Miles Sanders. If you wanted to play him to pay down, uh, he's 39, and Chris Thompson is 35. I think those are the yep. two running backs. If you were to use one, I prefer Chris Thompson, and he's cheaper. I agree. But that would be my lean. Out of those two, Tim, which one would you go with? Oh. <sighs> Oh my goodness, it's so close. I don't know. I just don't know how Sa- I don't know. Well, at least he's honest yeah, about true, it. Yeah. I don't know what Sanders' role in the passing game is going to be, yeah. and I know that everything Thompson does will be through the passing game, so if I'm going to gamble on one of these guys, give me the guy that gets the full point for the PPR. It, it just seems like if there's any, as hard as it is to predict the roles and the volume in Philadelphia's backfield, it still just seems like if I had to bet on anything, I would bet on Darren Sproles being in there on third downs. Or potentially yeah, near the line. Yeah. Because he does that too. Yeah. But if one of them scores three touchdowns, the answer is Miles Sanders. Sure. sure. But that's very unlikely. Yeah. Uh, so guys from down there, like Jamison Crowder's 4,100. I do like him. Yeah, the Bees. Albert Wilson we talked about. The Bees. Albert about. Wilson. Tra- you said so many bad things about Jamison Crowder. I think you sh- we should call you to account on that. He led the. He basically led the show by saying he liked Jamison Crowder. That's true. Yeah, but I didn't actually call him out for it after the way he just excoriated me when the Jets signed him, and I said nice things. You're like he's no, awful. no, 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 no. That that is not what happened. Again, you're living your truth and misremembering what actually happened because you proclaimed Jamison Crowder to be a top twenty receiver in the league, and that Robbie Anderson was top ten. The bomb squad. Who do, you, who do you think the ridiculous one is here, Garion? Anyway, Trey Quinn. I don't know. Trey Quinn at 34, maybe P. Rich. Like, the Eagles secondary sucks. It's yeah. the one part of their team that's not good. I, I, could, I could be enticed by Richardson. And that's yeah. more big play potential, but I think sure. Quinn's just going to absorb a lot. I like Beasley more than Quinn, though. Uh, Damian Willis, I think, is super intriguing. Just because he's 3000 bucks. I have no idea what to expect from him, but projections would say at least the spread would dictate that Cincinnati's going to be down he's starting on the outside opposite John Ross Boyd's going to be in the slot if they're going to throw maybe Clowney just you know, destroys their entire game but if there's I any mean, question Glenn marks on, is out too on so. Seattle's defense it is the secondary they, they don't have a sterling secondary yeah no, not no more just if you're taking a shot with someone sure like Beasley Trey could, Quinn could could you see a situation where you put Andy Dalton into a lineup today no no I'm only playing five if I was playing well, 150, just, just in sure. terms of like a GPP flyer, I'd probably just play Brissett. Yeah, that's true. He's just so much cheaper. Yeah, and he's got there's there's more options to success. Although he he might be the highest known quarterback in the Millie Maker. People like Brissett a lot. Well, he's so cheap. Yeah, but the weird thing is you can't really talk yourself into too much value this week. Like I'm just kind of reeling off these one guys. If you play one of these guys, everyone's kind of cheap. Like there's good values that are cheap. Uh, if you go to tight end, Jeff Swaim is 2,900 bucks. But what about Vernon Davis at 27? If Jordan, Jordan Reed is out. Yeah. It's hard a game. pass. Why do you hate VD? I, I, I don't, and I usually liked Vernon Davis. He's been a longtime staple for me. I don't like him this week. I don't. I think that Philadelphia will be able to, to key on a couple of guys that are important. And they are going to understand that one of the, pe- the people that the Redskins are going to lean on is going to be a veteran and successful tight end. I just think they're going to take him out of the game. That's my opinion. Would you play any of these guys in cash games? Hmm. No. I'd play Beasley. I would say... If I, if I had to pay down, I'd try to get to Crowder. I, I mean, would If I could do the 41 say, instead of the 36. Of that group, 
I probably trust Wilson the most. Really? You trust Wilson the most? If I told you one of the only one of these guys got nine targets this week, I think the answer is Beasley. Really? I, I just don't... I can never look at... Until I actually see it, I just can't really look at Buffalo's passing situation and say... Is it because he's a white? Well, I mean, look, you already, you already said that it would be surprising if Josh Allen throws the ball more than 20 times. So now we're talking about would Cole Beasley have a 45% target share in Buffalo's offense yes. this week? Yes, I, I believe he would. And, and look, that's, I'm not saying that's impossible, but I, what I am saying is we know through nine years of data that Ryan Fitzpatrick peppers his slot receiver. Their offensive line is only going to allow them to have these short little three-step drop or dropbacks. Their dropbacks. That's Dra- why I said like the, Wilson is a good player in a uh, in a stack. Again, I don't. I would not stack the Dolphins if there's one Dolphin I like playing this week. It's Albert Wilson, and that's. Well, no, I said I'm looking at my roster right now, and I've got three of them in there. I. <laughs> He's gonna win somehow. Watch. I do. Yeah, I have, did, 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 I have uh, Gisecki and I have uh, Wilson. Like, is a live option for zero points. Oh, 100 percent. He might not even be their starting tight end. Sure, but this, this allows me to put Barkley, McCaffrey, and Mixon a- into my lineup. See, Tim did really well in these drafting contests that we played between each other last year because he just played McCaffrey every, every week. week. It was a really solid idea. I know. McCaffrey and Humphreys were staples of my he, team. He also, we did tend to do these contests the weeks where Hump Daddy became a thing. Yeah. That's true. And Tim's been all in for four yeah. years. Uh, so like I said, the defense that I like from the very bottom. Tim's like the guy who actually bought Bitcoin in like 2012 you think and Tim then did buy, not sell. Yeah, do you think Tim could buy Bitcoin? Could he figure I'm, out how to buy Bitcoin? I, well, yes, he does have his power I'm, back. That's a, even that's if a I could, story. I wouldn't. I have a moral objection to Bitcoin. Well, I mean, you are a gold bug. Yeah, well, let's watch it. Like, Bitcoin's been, like, fluctuating a little bit. Now that Tim is just anti-Bitcoin, it's going to go way up. It's like the Wendy's stock all over again. But the Niners at 2,200. I do like the Lions a lot at 2,900. And that's a game that I kind of wanted to focus on. I narrowed down my betting card to, I like the Lions, minus 2.5 at Arizona. I like the Colts, plus 6.5 I, I at the Chargers. And wow, these I, are both opposite on my Super 7. Love it. <laughs> like that a lot. Uh, and and the, do you, are you playing the Super 7, Garen? You're not, uh, are you? I'm not, but if I can still get in, I'll do it this morning. No, you can't. can't. Close, closed on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. There's, there's a new feature where you actually have a super lock on your... Yeah, thing. I noticed I get that. Double points? You get like, double points for it, cool. yeah. I'll tell you, I mean, just so the people are aware, I lay my cards on the table. I'll tell the people who are in my Super 7 so that I don't have to keep referencing it. Because people seem to want to know what picks I have made and what picks I haven't made. So I wonder why that is. Anyway, I have the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Seahawks, the Chargers, the Steelers the Dolphins, and the Falcons. Those are my seven. All right. I have the Chiefs, the Vikings, the Bills, Detroit, Indy, the Rams, and Denver. Because Denver's a pick on this. They're yeah. not minus three. They're yeah. a pick So I decided to shift from Indy to Denver. Because sure. I like that no line. No receiver has had more line value in history than uh, uh, Antonio Brown, apparently. Um, well, it was minus one. It's minus two and a half now. Yeah. It I'm, started I'm, I'm curious. Raiders minus one. Just because I, I also like the Chiefs this week, but I can, I, can see, I can see how one would make the argument against it. I'm curious why you like them. Why I like them? Yeah. It's the same reason I like the Rams. I think they're both two of the five best teams in football. Yeah, and that's, and, that's, and, that's my thought process, too. And the just... Chiefs, oh, the Chiefs just went back up. The Chiefs had gotten down to minus three. I know. People, they were minus four and a half. Like they got them. to minus three. It's now people back. Like the Sharps well, are now just pounding the Chiefs. Oh, okay, that's good. why. No, because I, no, I... J- Jacksonville has become the square side. This exactly. Week. Everyone's on Jacksonville. The square side and the sharp side. I don't think there's going to be much money on Kansas City at all. I think both the, the public and the, and the sharps are going to be betting Jacksonville. Well, the line movement right now that it's gone from three to three and a half this morning leads me to believe that people have come in and just fired at the Chiefs. The Rams are down to minus two. That's I, I think that the, the Rams are in, I wouldn't say dire straits, but I think they're in more trouble on the road to Carolina than... Yes, the, and, and Carolina also, last season, was they, they had some of the most like diametrically opposed splits when it came to home performance and road performance. And, and they were much better at home. And this one changed. This was one and a half this morning. It just changed back to two. So now yeah. people are coming in on the Rams. Yeah, look, I, I think that's a perfectly fine way to bet week one, specifically, too, is just... Who are the good teams? Who are the good them? teams? And that's, that's why I like the Chiefs. I mean, even when it was three and a half, I think it was 11 of their 12 <laughs> wins last season came by more than four points. And... Like eight of the twelve were ten plus. I, I I'm well, with you. I'm just these two teams played. It was hook and crook, and uh, it was desperation for the Chiefs against Jacksonville. If, if memory serves. No, you're you're correct. They struggled that game. 
But the Jags, um, if you look historically, played really well at home early in the year. Remember the Patriots came in there week two or whatever last year, and Jacksonville took them apart. Like the Jags just, are an interesting team to take at home early. It's much hotter and more humid in Jacksonville than people give it credit for. I think it's a very tough environment to come in and play your first game, and I think the Jaguars are precisely set up uh, to knock the Chiefs out and surprise people. I don't think this game is a lock by any means. No, I just, I, I like... I, I, I like worry about it, and I think that there's a reason why everyone seems to be picking Jacksonville to either win straight up or definitely cover that three and a half. I just think it's a very short spread to give Mahomes in what could be the best team in football. Like, if one yeah. team's going to go and light up the Jags, no, it's going to be Mahomes. I agree. Do you worry about Tyreek Hill with Jalen Ramsey on him? Not really. I feel like... I made one stack that has, because I use basically Kelsey in every lineup. I think Kelsey's going to crush them. Catching Kelsey, yeah. catching touchdowns. But Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill. But I took Hill out of one and played Watkins in the other one. I think that's fine. I, I would just think that Ramsey is a fantastic shutdown corner, obviously. But Hill is such a specialty player. Like, you can be the best coverage corner in the world, but you could just not be fast enough to keep up with that. No one is fast enough. If, you you just, if he beats the coverage, the ball's going to be there, he's gone. Like, if, if he doesn't get a release, if, if he gets a release, he's... It's done. So he's almost a guy you should play on DraftKings every single week. Oh, just yeah. Regardless, he's got the highest upside of almost any. I think he has the highest upside player. of any receiver, just because of the potential for eighty-yard touchdowns that yeah. comes along with him. I agree. The Rams game. If you had to start one Rams receiver, I think it would be Woods. To me, it's always Cooks. I think Cooks is the most talented, so I'm always going to pick Brandon. <sighs> It feels like Woods is the most consistent. I, I do agree with Tim that, like, if you're shooting for upside, not to say that no, Cooks is inconsistent. Woods, Woods, I think last year, it took him till like, week 13 to not catch four passes in a game. Like, he's, he's got the highest floor of any of the receivers. Although you could argue that Cup also has an incredibly high floor. Um, I, look, I just think they're all perfectly fine plays. I mean, you look at Goff's numbers last season when Cup was in the lineup and he had all three of those options. Uh, and I know there's a lot of talk about them not running... 12 as much as they did last season uh, because they're kind of scared of it now uh, based on the Super Bowl. Rams but also aren't good on the road. Fine. But in the six, in the the six well, games... Well, how about just Goff might not be good? Fair. That's probably the better in question. In the six well, games... Well, then that's all the more reason to go with the Panthers. In the six games, Goff played with Cup. He averaged 350 yards passing. Um, so I think they're pretty good when they have all their weapons. And they do. I, I, Gurley is my single favorite running back play on the DraftKings slate for his price this week. If what do you think his ownership's going to be? I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea. Just because I know everyone's owning Dalvin Cook, everyone's owning Chris Carson, Nick Chubb yeah, is going to be super popular, Le'Veon Bell is going to be super popular, that now that the Zeke news has come out, people will pay up for him, people will pay for Barkley, people will pay McCaffrey. He's in this weird in-between spot at 7900 bucks, and people are still, like, iffy coming into the year. Week one for, like, trying to project ownership, I think has a lot to do with preseason fantasy football drafts. It's probably the only week yeah. that gets affected by it, but people were down on Gurley in the draft. They'll be down on him week one. And I was one of the people that was down on Gurley mm-hmm. coming in to the season. Like, I don't own him on any of my teams, but if there's a week where he's going to be healthy, it's going to be week one coming off eight months rest. Yeah. Justify spending 79 on him when you can get Johnson at 77. Because Gurley's better than David. I'm not so sure that he is. I mean, the fact that Gurley couldn't play in the playoffs tells me that he's, that his problem is significant. I mean, that was seven months ago. What what Tim is saying right now is the reason to play. I, I think a lot of people for the reason you pointed out, which is just the price disparity and how the rankings work out, but also, I think a lot of people are going to take the approach, especially in DFS, where you don't have to draft him for the duration of the season. People are going to say, I don't need to play him this week. Let me see what happens, and I'll readjust That's my thought the whole process thing. going into week two. You want to be a yeah, week... Uh, uh, first question uh, is to ask, do no harm. First, do no harm. Well, you are a doctor. Yes, so. Yes, we, we, we know this, and although he's constantly doing harm to himself. But Gurley has the type of upside that he's the guy that you want to be a week early on, not yes. a week late on. Now, he's I'm, not a wait-and-see guy. Now, he might submarine your lineups. Yes. Absolutely. Because I, I know a lot of people were getting excited. There was that report that came out that he will not have a snap limit this week. That is not the same thing as a coach coming out and saying, we're going to play this guy his normal allotment of snaps. Sure. That just means we're not coming out and giving a set limit on the amount of snaps he's going to play. Because I know a lot of people were like, oh, here we go. It's happening with Todd Gurley. No, nothing <laughs> changed with that statement. It was the most meaningless nothing statement that could possibly happen. So I think you really have to take a step back there, but I agree with you. This is the week to get on Gurley if you just want to have a differentiating effect with Gurley, which 
was something that you rarely got last season. Yeah, and if you're going to differentiate, the, the best move, especially at the elite level, is you have to figure out the path for them to break the slate. And we know Gurley's upside is a slate-breaking performance. It's three touchdowns. It might not even be 200 yards. It might be 105 yards, but the Rams' offense chugs along so well, he gets all the goal-line touches, and boom. Heavily involved in the passing game. And it's a situation, too, where they probably just want to say, fuck you. McVay is like, yeah, you think Gurley sucks? Look, he's great. Now, now he'll be in a split for the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I, I do stand by my belief in the long term, for season long, that he is not going to be someone who, like last year, was seeing... 85 to 90 percent of the sure. snap. Line. This week, I think that's the case. This week, it could happen because you're right. If he's ever going to be healthy, it's right now. Uh, we got viewer questions coming up in 15 minutes, so don't even chuck them in yet. Uh, Tim, how many bands would you like from the chat this week? I think I've earned at least three. I'm going to give you two this week. We have to work, we have to do some sort of merit system say, where should... during the week he can earn bands for the Sunday. We need show. it like uh, you know when they play Plinko and the Price is Right. And you have to play those little tiny pricing games to figure out how many Plinkos, like, little Slots. chips you get. Chips, yeah. Yeah, Plinko um, chips. Yeah, we have to make him complete some sort of task to earn a ban. Well, he, he went out this morning and picked up all the, uh, the foliage off his yeah. lawn. He made coffee with his barbecue. Yep. So there's two right he, there. He, he's had a rough morning. Antonio Brown went to the Patriots. I'm shocked you're not more upset about that. I can't be responsible for any of that. Yes, you can! Yeah, you're, you're definitely the one to blame for this. I, I, I take go, no responsibility. Well, you never do. That's part of the problem. Darren Waller. I want to go back to this for sure. a second because we yes. started it like 25 minutes ago and didn't get there. I have him at number 12. So I have him behind Vance, Najoku, Delaney Walker, then it's Waller, Hooper, Ebron, Swaim, Tyler Eifert, Vernon Davis. That's like 12 to 18 in the tight end rankings. But I, I wouldn't go out of my way to plug him into my lineup over a, I don't want to say a legit tight end, but a tight end that like I didn't take in the last round. So I'm playing Ingram. I'm playing Howard. I'm playing Vance and Njoku and Delaney. But those Angus. are really the guys. Yeah. I would, I, I would probably still play Hooper over him just because I do think that's going to be a high-scoring game. Um. But I, 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 I think guess there's a, there's a path, there's, in, there's a much more obvious path to volume for Waller. Than that's the thing. Denver. I think that PPR-wise especially, the floor for Waller in this game against Denver, especially how Denver like can't cover tight ends. And Waller, that's super good. fast, that's by the way. Point. He's got real quicks. I know, I watched Hard Knocks. Yeah, real quicks. He had, what was it, the, they had, I forget who tweeted it out the other day, but they had like routes above 20 miles per hour ran during the season at tight end. Kittle led everyone with three on like 800 routes run. Waller was second on like 40 routes run. Wow. With two. It's impressive. <laughs> so high, Still, perc- high yeah. percentage when you're looking at per capita. Waller, very fast. He's got quicks. So yeah, it'd be Waller, Swaim, and Vernon Davis of like the streamable sure, tight ends yeah. for me. No, again, Vernon Davis I think is at a very, very solid spot. Are there any other guys like just randomly that you like this week that we haven't brought up before we jump back um, into some of these spreads? Trying to think, I, I think, like I said, I'm I'm scared of I'm scared off of Westbrook. I would I, I don't think I would invest in as heavily in Jacksonville as everyone seems like they're going to this week in DFS. What are the odds the Cowboys go out of their way to give Jason Witten a touchdown? Fifty fifty. I think you know, if you're talking about super cheap tight end. Witten's not a bad call because you just have to assume they're going to try to feed him a touchdown. Like I mean, if you're going to spend nothing on tight end, you might as well take. I think he's a better flyer than a lot of those. I, I don't think I would want to play him as it pertains to fantasy, but I'm looking at first touchdown, 16 to one, Jason Witten. I think bad. there's supreme value in that. Anytime touchdown, three to one. Less value in that, but that's, indi- that's indicative that uh, that the books are sort of thinking the same way we are. So if you're going to pay for peanuts for a tight end in the DFS play, he, he's not a terrible grab. Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's only been two situations we've ever seen this before, um, Gates and. Yep. Presumably wouldn't. And we'll see it in week 10 when Gronk's back with the Patriots. <laughs> but he'll still be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he will still be good. Although it's like he's like, he's like slim and trim he, Gronk he is, now. He's uh, dropped I'm like 40 pounds. Right now. Gronk oh, is not coming back. I mean, that's not yeah, really I'm that hot of a take. The guy's retired. Yeah. He's never coming back. I actually think Antonio Brown signing with the Patriots, I, I know a lot of people have used this as justification that Gronk will come back. I think that probably means it's more likely he won't come back because they just won't need him to. So we're on the same page. We're not playing Diggs or Robbie Anderson no. on DK. No. If you, I, I, if you can find a way not to start Robbie Anderson your season long, I would. How do you feel about Marvin Jones? Marv? 
Let's talk about that game. Yeah, because I think a lot of people... I like this game a lot, and Tim's obviously on the other side of it. Uh, he likes the Cardinals. I get yeah, that case, but they might be just god-awful. Yeah. And they, they lost an offensive lineman already again this week, so now they have three rookies starting in the secondary. Their defense is putrid. Their offensive line sucks. And we don't know if Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury are in again. Tim thinks Cliff Kingsbury sucks anyway, yet now he's backing the Cardinals? Only because there's value on a home dog when it's the Lions, who aren't that good anyway, laying three points on the road, I think that is uh, is ludicrous. I think oh. the value is on the cards. It's just a straight play against the Lions. Give me the home dog at home. Here's, we, here's what I'll say, though. Hold, right? hold on. Sure, go ahead. On, uh, on the Wednesday show, Tim talked about, like, home dog, home dog, home dog. And then he got really triggered because I asked him if home dogs cover at a huge rate or, like, a 50-50 rate. And then he was like, Obama, I hate Obama. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about, man? <laughs> People can go back and watch that. But it turns out since 2003, I believe it is, home dogs cover at a 51% clip. EV. Okay. Plus EV, Pat. And I don't think the Okay, but you were saying you want to lay points with the Detroit Lions on the road out west I'm at a 5 o'clock game. I don't, I'm not feeling it. I don't like it. Fuck, out not west at a 5 o'clock game. I, just, I, think, I don't think the Lions are great. I think their defense is good. And we don't know what this offense is, A, going to look like full stop. Yep. And the defense on the lines is pretty good. They can get to the passers, and there's no one to block. Yep. So unless Kyler's just running around everyone, he might have, like, the 400-yard cam game, and this offense looks great, and they win by 30 points, maybe. The more realistic way to look at this is that they're going to run the ball down their throats with on Johnson, and no one can cover Kenny Galladay. That's yep. the reason I don't love Marv. I get it. Think I, I think Galladay is just going to go bananas in this game. I, I agree, and I, I like Galladay a lot, as I'm sure a lot of people do. Um, but I think that's, that's one thing to look at in terms of possible game scripts, which we talk about all the time when it comes to DFS. If you do sort of think the Cardinals, if you're anywhere in the realm of where Tim is on this game, I think the only way the Cardinals win this game is by outscoring the Lions because I don't think. Oh no, I'm, that that now that is a very good point. You're right. The Cardinals will win if they outscore <laughs> no, the no, Lions. No, no, no. I, I agree. Look, very wise. I phrase that stupidly. Like that down, I like, phrase that stupidly. But in a high, like in a high-scoring game, I think the only way they win is like thirty-one to twenty-four. So or you think if they win the lines. over hits? So yes. if you're going to bet the Cardinals, you might as well bet the over along with it. They're or not going to win a seventeen-fifteen game, is what no, you're saying? No. And that's a game that Detroit's going to play. Yeah. They're going to try to play that sort of slot. Like, unless their offense is completely different than last year, which I don't think it's going to be. I don't think Matt Patricia has it in him to, like, really revamp things there. So they're going to run the ball as much as possible. We might even see fucking C.J. Anderson in this game. I like carry on in this game. Hey, probably, I like, you're probably going to see him in this game. Well, I mean, you can't miss him. The guy's huge. He's, you know, he's just boy. standing there. But I like carry on. I like Galladay. I don't really like the rest. Marv, like you mentioned, I get it, but... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, I do like Detroit a lot, though. So, Detroit minus two and a half. You want to talk about that Chargers Colts game for a second? Sure. Sure. So, what I about think the Chargers will win if they outscore the Colts? Well, yeah, I, hopefully so, because so, they're on your teaser and they're your suicide pick of the week. You took them in yeah, suicide? Cool. Jeff, with that. Why do you think Jeff started to cry on the show? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to take them against a road Colts team without their starting quarterback, uh, their, their previous starting quarterback, sort of in shambles against a really, really good Charger team that uh, should take him apart. Wow, suicide. Uh, so the Chargers are down, and this is kind of my reasoning behind it. This game was, I believe it was three and a half, or it was three when Luck was starting. So Luck goes out, it goes to seven. You can find it in seven in most places. The one I'm looking at right now is six and a half. So let's say Luck is now worth three and a half points, right? Which I think is credible. I think he is worth probably three, three and a half, four points uh, on a spread. But it doesn't seem to take in consideration anything that's happened to the Chargers. They're, James is out. Okun, not playing. They're now down a corner as well. Melvin Gordon's not playing, and I don't think Melvin Gordon's like a linchpin, but, but he's better than Eckler, sure. and he's better than Justin Jackson. Yes. So all of a sudden, this is just a little bit wonky to me. And, like, I don't think Brissett is bad. I think he's average, maybe slightly below average. But... Everyone's pointing to 2017 with Jacoby Brissett like that's the guy who he's going to be. This team is completely different. They, the reason Andrew Luck was hurt is because no one could block for him. Yeah, it's a good team. And that same offensive line is the one Jacoby Brissett played behind. Then they got an offensive line. Luck was great. Didn't get sacked. Now Jacoby Brissett is behind that line. And their defense is good. Decent. It's good. Yeah. It's like it's straight like, up they, good. They, they, along with the Texans, had an incredibly easy schedule last season. So a lot of their numbers are a little bit inflated because of that. But I agree with you. If you're, if you're going to insert a quarterback into a spot 
where he can thrive if he's not the most talented person in the world, the two things you would ask for every single time are an offensive line to protect him and a capable defense. Even if they're just a top half of the league defense by DVOA, by season's end. I think they were 10th last season. So let's just say they finished the year 16th in DVOA. They're probably still going to win seven, to, seven, eight games. Um, you're, you're right. They, they shouldn't be a touchdown underdog in this game. Yeah, I just don't think the Chargers are operating at full health right now. I think that that is not being factored into this line. That's why I do like the Colts here. You want to hear a, a greasy parlay? I actually parlayed all my Super 7 games together. Yeah, well, I do it every week. It's sure, like 10 yeah. bucks on it. But uh, I have the, the Lions-Colts parlay. I like it. Yeah. If you can throw Denver onto that too. Now, in full disclosure, I'm bad at this. Always lose. And parlays are losing bets. However... Yeah. This is what I like. They are fun, though. They are fun. They're, they're fun to... Re- you look at the payout, you're like, ooh. Do you feel like people are more inclined to do parlays week one because they just miss doing football parlays? I think so. Yeah. But I yeah, think I, yeah, I cooked up a nice little one for this weekend. Well, yeah, because you're looking to buy a farm. So you have to have a parlay that's going to win a farm. Oh, should we recap Tim's teaser this week? Please do. Uh, so Tim, Tim's free money teaser of the week is a six-team, seven-point teaser. He has teased Atlanta up to plus 11, the Seahawks down to minus two and a half, the Chargers to plus .5, so all they have to do is win. Jacksonville up to 10.5. Oakland to plus 8. <laughs> Lifetime record. I actually went back and found the real stats. Lifetime record on your free money teasers, Tim, 5-47. and 47. That's, that's all in the past. <laughs> I'm looking towards the future. <laughs> you're, here to, you're not here to talk about the past? No, I'm not. I'm like Mark McGuire in front of Congress. I'm not interested in talking about the past. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to... I don't like the fact that I was bullied into adding one to my ticket, but okay. nevertheless. You, you break this down for us, Gary, and he was not bullied into it. He picked the Chargers as his suicide pick. So if any team on the slate that's going to win, most, confident about, most confident about the Chargers. He's like, well, I don't want to tease through zero. It's like, sure, you shouldn't tease through zero, yes, but this is the one game you have the most confidence, and you can tease it to a point where all they would have to do is win. He's like, I don't like it. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> The, t- the game that screws him on this is either Houston or uh, Jacksonville. No. The, like, the, you talk about a team that shouldn't be favored well, by also, seven points or someone else. Definitely like, not cover. No, sure, but like I, I just think teasing against the Chiefs oh, or yeah, the Saints, sure. like teams that can really light it up if they get going. I'm that, not so sure the Saints can light it up any more than the, than Houston. Uh, I'm sorry. I think that I'm getting the better team with points on the road. Uh, a team that I should only have to be getting three points or three and a half points. I'm getting seven. With the Texans. I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> it's actually down to six and a half right now, so you're not even getting a full touchdown How could anymore. a person stand at the, at the line and lay seven points with the Saints team against a very good Texans team indoors? I'm sorry, I don't see it. I, I like the Saints in this game at home. home they opener. struggle early. And uh, they didn't struggle early after Hurricane Katrina when they beat the Falcons in the home opener, Tim. That was also week three a year later. <laughs> um, the Saints D this week, fantasy-wise. I like them. Obviously, you can't play them on, like, DraftKings main slate, but they're going to attack. You really think that inserting Tunsil week one, like, no. everything is solved? No. no. The answer no. is no to that. Enough is solved. I don't think enough is solved. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, look, go, near that. I wouldn't it, go near that. There, there's sack potential. Before. They're going to be throwing the football a lot. Those are really Watson takes sacks. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. Yeah, the, ga- it. the game that scares me the most on this slate is, uh, betting-wise, is Tennessee-Cleveland. I stayed away from it. Yeah, I, I like the Browns, but if this game isn't Cleveland by 50, then I, the Titans probably cover. I never know. Look, any version of the Titans that shows up is going to be terrible. Les Titans? Um, but some versions are much less terrible than others, and I, I just don't like betting Titans games. I, I'm the most concerned, and I, even though we have them on our ticket, is Dallas. Uh, I don't know what to expect from Dallas, to be honest with you. And I think that the Giants, you know, at, full, at this full strength they're going to be, Dallas, that seems like the exact game that Dallas stumbles into, like a last-second field goal win. I'm kind of nervous about Dallas. I, I can kind of see that as well. Just they, they do enough to win, and that's that's good enough. Yeah, like they're not out there to route them, but maybe they are. Who knows? Maybe it's one of those. Hey, we signed Zeke. Let's show off Zeke. What about Zeke and DraftKings? I don't think anyone plays him. At his yeah. price point, too pricey. But you, I, you just talked about all the value. You can do your dolphin stack and play Zeke. Well, I do have a stack, but I mean, I have value. I was able to put Mixon, McCaffrey, and Barkley together in a but lineup. I think everyone's going to want to play Barkley and McCaffrey if they have the capability to do so. I don't know if I'm in on Mixon. 
especially since they made Geo the, the seventh highest paid running back in the league. Like, if they're going to be down by 10, Geo's going to be on the field. Yeah. That would worry me. Also, which, which side of that terrible offensive line is he going to run behind? Do you um, think they have, like, you remember, like, playing baseball as kids, you'd have ghost runners? They have, like, ghost offensive linemen. Like, you got <laughs> no ca- to count, count to five. From the left side. <laughs> we don't have a left tackle, but you got to count to five before you can rush. you got to count steamboats. you got to do steamboats? Yeah. yeah. So before we get to the – you can start loading your questions into the chat right now. I guess I should say goodbye to the audio listeners. Uh, like the show. Um, you know, subscribe and do all that fun stuff. Retweet the show out right now because we're going to get to viewer questions. Tim, any final thoughts for the audio listeners out there? J-E-T-S. Bet, go bet us now in your season totals because you won't get us any cheaper than you're getting us right now. He won't bet me Jets versus Bills season win totals. Terrified of the Bills. <laughs> Terrified. He's we moved on from the Dolphins. We play just... week 17. That'll be the Sunday nighter for the division, I'm certain. Oh, my. Okay, the so that, this, answers, this answers the question I had in my head, which was if he has the Jets winning 11 games and he thinks the Bills could win 11 games and he always secretly likes the Dolphins, even if he doesn't outwardly say it. We're stacking them this week. See if the Patriots is what six and ten, seven and nine. What's it what's between six and eight? I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah, depends how many times Park Avenue tries to screw things in their of favor. Course. Yeah, no, of course you got to factor that in. Yeah, so leave the five star review, DraftKings handle. Something nice about the show. You're going to draw for twenty DK bucks. I'll be back live Monday morning, nine thirty a.m. Eastern time with the Bukes. Put up your Bukes. Steve, my main <laughs> man, Buchanan. Buchanan. He's going to be here recapping the games, going over the waiver wire. So peace out to the audio <laughs> podcast. Just remember, we're live every Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. And see you. Experience. Experience.